Podcast 54 is here and it seeks to provide the answers to what the future holds for board games. Do board games really improve our lives? And we find out if we have lived our lives all wrong when we play The Pursuit of Happiness. Welcome to Tabcast 54. I'm Fred, joined by my wife, Nicole. I was going to say, and I'm Nicole, but you didn't let me. Well, Nicole, we are recording this on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I thought I should just tell you that I love you. I love you too, baby. See, isn't this nice? We start off loving and, and, <laughs> and ready to play our lives out together on this episode. That's right. <laughs> let, me tell you, let me ask you something. How would you rate your life on a scale of one to five? Well, it's getting closer to a five. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a four? The older I get, the the happier I am. I'll really? tell you that. Yeah. Weird. Like everybody always says like high school is the best time of your life. Wrong. That was a suck piece of crap time of life. <laughs> Let me tell you. I mean, it was it was fun in some ways, but I think it, there wasn't much, I don't know, there wasn't much fulfilling that happened. No. Like on a long-term fulfillment. You just have these little moments where you're like really excited, but there's not anything that you're like... That you could count on to happen week after week and that would be fulfilling, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think people, you know, that you don't have to have a job and right. your parents pay for your house and you've got food and right. that kind of stuff is supposed to make it like really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No. No? <laughs> no. It just was. <laughs> I just kept, I felt like I kept always waiting for the next thing to happen to get me out of whatever I was dealing with at the time. Right. So my whole life seemed like a waiting game. And I'm finally just in the last, you know, decade or so, I've kind of like stopped waiting and realized, okay, this is life. This is what's happening. And you're either going to be happy or you're not. And, you know, you've helped me with that. So, Whoa. oh no, you're, well, let me tell you, guy. let me tell you, despite what people say, no, I'm I just <laughs> they do say, don't they? I would have to say four. I mean, there's always room for improvement. And I mean, more more time with you and less time working would be awesome. I mean, That's I feel true. like I got the right I would, lady. I got the right house, the right dog. But the job leaves something to be desired, doesn't it? Just the amount of time they require of you. If we could get rid right. of some of that, it'd be a little bit better. Yeah. Well, let's find out if there's any unreleased board games that would be in, in that, that will would make your life even better. <laughs> Steady your senses, listeners, as the clocks begin to spin forward, leaving your board game room behind and getting a glimpse into the cardboard of tomorrow. Oh my goodness, have we already made it to tomorrow? This board game land of the future is so amazing. Okay, all right. Let's start off with uh, something I'm looking forward to. Now, we've mentioned this. Uh, we mentioned it last episode or a couple episodes ago when we did uh, looking forward to 2017. Um, I just need to mention it because it's coming up soon. I think it starts March 6th. Rising Suns Kickstarter oh, yeah. starts up. Now, <clears throat> this still... Does that mean it's it, going to be like two years before it actually comes out? Well, I'm just going to say it's... I, they'll probably say it's coming out by the end of the year. And I don't know. We saw how much development they already had on this on at Gen Con this mm-hmm. year. Like, they already had a base box and miniatures and stuff like that kind of thought out. I can tell 
that what they're going to be chasing after the second this Kickstarter is over is probably stretch goals that opened up, okay? Okay. But this is going to be huge, okay? It's huge. It, it's, it is. It's going to be huge because <laughs> it's already at the top of the hotness list right mm-hmm. now, and it's weeks out from starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Eric Lang again, who's who's done, you know, Dice Masters. He did Blood Rage. He did Arcadia Quest. He did all these really fun games, okay? And he's he's doing this this new area control game. I think it's an area control, and it's supposed to be in the spirit of diplomacy. The only negative thing I have in in my, in my mind is that it is a three player or or higher game. Yeah, <clears throat> but that's it. See, here's the thing: imagine how much nicer it is to play Blood Rage over playing Risk. Yeah. Okay, so this is him kind of, when he says it's in the spirit of this, it means that he's going to take that design and much improve on it. Like, Blood Rage plays in an hour and 15 minutes, and that's something Risk, like a traditional game of Risk, can't accomplish. I think if you were even throwing the game, you probably couldn't play in an hour and 15 minutes. I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, this this is going to be the same kind of thing. And uh, this game, Diplomacy, that it's based, that has, it's, you know, has the spirit of is an infamously mean-spirited negotiation game of really, really long length. Uh, long games don't fit into Cool Mini or Not's current current catalog. They really don't have anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting to see because they'll have some more details like that. If they, if they pop it in there and they say, this is a negotiation game that takes four hours, I'm out. I'm out right off the bat. And, well, yeah. and honestly, three player alone is kind of like, nah. well, and the funny thing is, is for me personally, I don't really care about feudal Japan that much. Yeah. Thematically, it's like, mm. <laughs> that's how I felt when they, they announced it at, at Gen Con. I was just like, mm, Japan stuff, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I think that you could probably, based on their how their current catalog is and based on what Eric Lang's done in the past, you can expect a much shorter game, uh, tons of miniatures. And a ton of extras if you kickstart this game. Yeah. And that's in, you know, two weeks after we post this podcast is when this Kickstarter is going to go live, like two and a half weeks. So that's something I think to look out for. Because, I mean, they, they've got a good track record. They are going to deliver the game. It, it'll probably be a little late, but <laughs> it's going to have tons of bonus stuff and it'll be really cool. Right. I think it's a good idea. What do you got? Got anything? Um, I got a couple things, to? but I don't know a whole lot about them. Right. Oops. You up to something? That's not it. What are you up to? Oh, so supposedly there's a Kingsport Festival, the card game, that's supposed right. to be coming out. Right. We have Kingsport Festival upstairs we haven't That played. we've never played because three players. And oh, the card game... three players. The card game is going to do the same thing. It's going to be three is players. It? Yeah. But I don't know I don't know when it's actually coming out because like everything I saw was like from September of last year asking those questions of, yeah, but when? But it says 2017 on Board Game Geek. And I mean, right. it's supposed to be kind of a fun... Now, I, I think that this is one of those times, like a lot of times you find these games that, that are like card games, like blank the card game or blank the dice game, and they do they do an okay job of representing what the original game was. Mm-hmm. In this case, I'm afraid that we might be seeing kind of a departure. I, I don't know how they would really do that quite the same, but <clears throat> I mean, I, I kind of would... I, 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 you know, await someone's review on it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not mine, but... <laughs> well, the three-player alone, if we can't get the original board game to the table, we're not going to get the card game to the table anytime soon either. Right, so right. there's no point in us even getting it necessarily. 
But well, I mean, I have I've had it on the shelf all of last year, right? And I stared year at before. it. Well, here's the thing: I got it at the end of the year before, in September of the year before. So I've had it for a year and a half now, mm-hmm. and I stared at it. I didn't play it that year because I was like, "Well, we've already got all our Halloween games lined up," and of course, immediately after Halloween, I don't feel like we can play Halloween games or, or horror themed games on the podcast till after New Year's. So then I start New Year's, and I'm like, "Well, we've got enough stuff to do." And maybe I should just hold my breath and this could be like a good mechanical, you know, centric game rather than thematically centric game Mm -hmm. to play in October. And we come around to October and we have more exciting games to play instead. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of my fault that we haven't played that yet. It's all your fault. Always is. Always is. But yeah, that that one is pretty interesting. Now, here's one that I think you might like. Okay. 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 Crowdfunding right now (laughs) is a game called Dungeon Alliance. Okay. Okay. There's 17 heroes in the game. Each player drafts a team of four of them as their team. I like drafting. Each character provides a miniature to be used and their own cards, which combine to make your deck. Hmm. So you make a deck of all your heroes combined cards. Because this is a deck building dungeon crawl where you play four rounds of exploration and the team with the most experience wins. Now, you're not sold yet, but let me tell you, Andrew Parks of Core Worlds fame is designing this game. I really like Core Worlds. Right. That's and a it's fun a one. deck builder game. God, I'd like to play that again. And this is by the same designer, and it does drafting. So, I, I mean, it looks pretty cool. <laughs> it's, out in crowd, it's out there on Kickstarter right now. If we had time to play a game tonight, <clears throat> I'd say we should play Core Worlds. Can't. I know. I can't. Stupid. You know what we're doing tonight? Day. This is this is hilarious. This, everybody will laugh. This will be a nice thing to just say because uh, t- tonight <laughs> we're, I, I joined the Caniac Club. And it's, you better it's, explain it's, what that there, is. There's a, there's a restaurant that sells, the, and it's mostly in the South, but it's now spread into Missouri like a cancer. No, I'm just kidding. Whatever. It's spread into Missouri, and uh, it's a chicken finger and French fry restaurant is pretty much what it is. You get French fries and, it's and called? chicken fingers. It's called Raising Canes. Okay. And there's a bunch of other Companies like this, like Zaxby's and uh, Slim Chickens. Slim Chickens is good, too. <clears throat> there's these other versions of that same thing. Well, Raising Cane's has a club, and they don't advertise the club. And if you walk up to the register and say, I want a, I want a Caniac Club card, <laughs> you can get it. Mm-hmm. And just for signing up and like registering with your email, which they don't really harass you much because of it, you're going to get a free dinner out of it right off the bat. So I was like, these guys are going to pay me $7.50. Right now, just to give them my email address. So I did, and I became a Kaniac. And now they, they for Valentine's Day, they're giving buy one, get one free dinner at Raising Cane's. So we're going to go have chicken fingers <laughs> for Valentine's dinner. We already yep. went out. You know, my my branch manager and uh, one of my other coworkers both went and got steak and lobster tonight. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, they like bought it. They're going to make it. Oh, like, wow. Cook it. See, that's, like, that's ambitious. Hy-Vee had a thing where you got like two pieces of steak and two lobster tails for 20 bucks, right. which is crazy. That's a great deal. Oh, so you don't have to. It's not a live lobster. No, no, no. It's just the tail, but it's not a cooked tail. <laughs> and I don't know how you do that. So I, I will know. I will totally take a buy one, get one free chicken finger dinner. And you and shall not have, it. have to make you lobster tonight. <laughs> so yay. All right. Well, anyways, <laughs> back to the games. Oh, yeah. There were games. Games are coming out. Dungeon Alliance. I mean, if if you're if you're vaguely interested, I probably will go ahead and do it. It sounds cool because you it get does heroes sound and the cool. heroes have certain. And cards. if they actually just sold me a copy, I would buy it. What if I was like going to tell you that you get triple the heroes? Uh, what? Sure, whatever. <laughs> you're not I even interested just, at all. Maybe 
All right. I don't I'm going to put a little arrow here on my notes next to that. It just kind of depends. <clears throat> you need some depends? No. <laughs> what? That's a bubble boy joke. I know. Just putting that out there. <laughs> what else you got? You got anything else? I got, I got, well, I saw one that the name sounded cool, but I couldn't really find much out about it called Dice Forge. But when I yeah. saw a picture of it, it was like you have to build the dice, like put different sides on oh, it or okay. something. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I've seen those interchangeable dice faces. Yeah, that that's the part that kind of almost made me go, oh, no, no, that looks like a kid's right. game, and that's not what I want out of my dice-building deck. Really? It's like a dice-building, deck-building kind of game. I should have wrote down this one kid's game I saw this week, but go ahead. Pie Face? No, it no, was... that came out already. <laughs> it was like a, it's like a weird kid's game where you slide a card in that has a picture on it, and then you can like remove holes off of this covering that's over the top of it, and you can try to guess the card by you know removing... The person who guesses it with removing less holes gets the points or whatever. Okay. It just, I don't know. It's a kid's game. It's, uh, we wouldn't buy it, but it just seemed like a good one to mention. Anyway, I, was I don't look even know what it's called. Periscope this. or something like that? Anyway. No idea. <laughs> I should have I should have wrote something down about it. I don't know. It looked cool. Um, what is that? What is that? That's not what I want. You don't want that. No, I went to the wrong page. No way, you you didn't want to go there. Anyhow, I don't know. You have to like craft your dice, and it's a dice building game. Right. And I like deck building, so I thought that looked kind of interesting until I actually saw the components and went. Mm, so when I don't they know. do dice building, do you have like little stacks of die faces and you purchase them from the table? And I don't know. I couldn't really tell very well. It's it just gives me like. That would be kind of interesting to yeah. me, I think. That's pretty, pretty But it just cool. tells me about the theme. It's yeah. innovative mechanics based on dice with removable faces. Mm-hmm. And you have to craft their own dice, roll your dice, manage your resources, complete ordeals before your opponents, and explore multiple winning strategies. Now you control the luck of the dice. Wow. So, I don't know. I mean, a little different. <coughs> but I, I just have a bad feeling about crafting my own dice. All right. So... They're either, like, I feel like the faces are either not going to come off well enough. I hope they, like, really anticipate that part of it. Because I, I feel like they've the really looked are, into it. If that's what so. they're pushing out there is, like, their big thing. Because what if you're depending on people, like, having fingernails or something to get the sides off? Or, I don't know. I just remember the days of pulling apart my, my Rubik's Cube. That's what it reminds me of. I don't think it's going to be that tough. I, I hope not. I can't imagine it would be. <laughs> I'm sure they've got a gimmick. I mean, and and I I don't even know what to say to you savages who remove the stickers, really. I didn't do that. How dare you? Really? Who does that? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Nicole, here's another one. Brace yourself for another exciting game, Nicole. Okay. I'm braced. This one is also for you. Motainai, Wutai Mountain. That I will play. This is an expansion for Motainai, a game where you uh, get to... <clears throat> craft, you, you, you use materials and you craft items to sell or you put them in your permanent collection and you gain points off of it and it's it's a fairly complex game. It's uh, one of those multi-use card games. We reviewed it maybe midway through this last year. <clears throat> but it's, it's really cool. It's a Carl Chuddick game and he's the guy who did uh, Glory to Rome. And this is like, it's been described as Glory to Rome light. Which I can't it's not imagine. Not very light. <laughs> I can't imagine how hard Glory to Rome. I know it really is. makes me want to play Glory to Rome. I think I would like to as well, but it's like I don't know who owns the license for it right now, but they're not releasing it. Well, I'll look it up. I don't think anyone does because I think what happened was is they tried to release it last time and they went bankrupt and barely were able to fulfill the orders for the black box edition, and then everything just sort of fell apart. But anyways, this expansion adds a deck of ohm cards. And I think it's like ohm, like a meditation chant. I think that's what it is. Because you are playing monks in this game. Uh, 
That makes sense then. Right, huh? That would make sense then. Right. Ohm can gather its own set of helpers uh, and sales and material under it, it said. Uh, The developers promise a new combination of cards that generate more points. And that's, I mean, that's just like, it sounds like it adds like another little area for you to populate. That can sort of like support your first area. Hmm. Weird, right? Hmm. Okay. So glory to Rome, by the way. Right. Its weight on Board Game Geek is only a two point nine two. Why is it so complex? I don't. What's Motainai? I don't know. I was just getting ready to look. I bet it rates higher. Motainai. <coughs> How do you spell that? Okay, I think I got it. Whoa. <laughs> I think board it's M O T T A N I got it. N A I. Weighted at two point nine three. It's point oh one harder. <coughs> I knew it. <laughs> It's glory Rome heavy. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. Motainai is fun. Uh, it's it's a, a fairly dense game. It's you know it's one of those ones that we found out that it rewards you for multiple plays. You're not gonna the first game you're gonna feel like you barely came out the other side and you and you just your your brain's gonna feel a little cloudy like you didn't know exactly how you got through it but you did. Yeah. The next game there's gonna be a little more focus in, into how you play the game. And you're going to come out the other side feeling like, if I played this again, I think I might have an idea of what I'd like to do. <laughs> and then when you play it the third time, you're like, I'm starting to get this. Look at that. I did this strategy, and it worked out pretty well. And it, I, you know, I worked this kind of angle, and it worked out better. And then you kind of keep exploring those methods. And maybe if I do a little bit of this and more of this, that'll support each other and be, you know, it's just, I mean, there's just a lot of strategy that sort of emerges gradually. Yeah. Because we did it on a five for five, and it got better every time we played it. It really did. It's really fun. <clears throat> so, Nicole, enough about the cardboard of tomorrow. No, I have one more. You this, do? This oh, is, oh, my goodness. This is for you. Is this late breaking? <laughs> this is one you're going to be like, really? Oh. I totally think I want that. Okay, let's have it. You're doing this, one for me. This is for you. I did two for you. Oh, I love you, babe. Oh. <laughs> it's Valentine's. We do things for each other. Thank you. Um, this is... Mountains of Madness. Yes. Did you know that was coming out? Yes. Oh, shut up then. <laughs> Tell me all about it. I didn't know well, anything about it, though. It's a cooperative play hand management Cthulhu mythos based on Lovecraft. Wow, you just sounded so excited and enthusiastic well, I was so, I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited to, to tell you about it, and you're like, I already know about that. I didn't say I know all about it. Well, it doesn't really tell me all that much. I right, mean, that's not what I thought. What I found when I looked it up. Yeah, because it hit, it hit the hotness like for a little bit, like a month ago or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, exactly what is this? I mean, I don't. I this could be anything. You're just throwing at the title of a story by H.P. Lovecraft on a game. What is it exactly? And they're like, yeah, but We're isn't that the same? Very vague and not really tell you what it is. Isn't that part of the story that in the mouth of madness? Isn't that the same story? Or is this no. a different story? No. In the oh. mouth, of, mouth of Madness is a John Carpenter story. But I thought it was like based on the it, It's loosely based on it. It's like inspired But based on by, Mountains of Madness, right? No. Inspired by Lovecraft writings. Mostly. Well, doggone it. I'm just ruining this. <laughs> At the I'm Mountains of Madness is, is, of is, a, is about an Arctic exploration. It'd be more appropriate to say The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing was probably closer to that. Never mind. I take back my excitement. I'm still excited it's, for you. It's Rob Davio. It'd probably be cool. It might be cool. Hopefully it's not a legacy game. <laughs> it won't be. All right, Nicole. So enough about the cardboard of tomorrow. Uh, this week we play a game that simulates a life. 
but why exactly do we allow games into our lives? <laughs> <laughs> All these games have been All right, Nicole. Mm. What drives us to game? Com- competition. You'd say it's competition. I'm competitive. Is that all it is? Beat your butt. That's what it is, really. You want to best other people? Is no. that what drives you to game? Not really, because I lose so much. That would be a dumb goal. <laughs> what? Um, I don't know. Just expanding your. It, it's like logic problems. You know, you just kind of do them to. You like it because it's like activate a puzzle. your brain. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do a puzzle. Good. Yeah. Well, studies... a puzzle that other people can play too, because nobody does puzzles with me. Seriously, right. I, I won't. I we had a puzzle race one time; it didn't go well. No, I <laughs> I, I did whoop you on that. Um, so I, you know, I personally, I would say, I don't know. I, I like, I, I don't mind winning, but at the same time, <laughs> I, I, it's not like it's not what drives me. Yeah. In that case, I think it's more just. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's probably like. I think I probably like the cooperative elements more than I like anything else. The the, the, the idea, well, like the idea of going through an experience together more, more oh, right. than than something else. Right. Just the the idea that you're experiencing something together with other people. Yeah. That's probably the biggest driver for me. But where studies, you actually are in the same room and get to talk. Right. Together. Studies show that there's three key needs that it fulfills. Ooh, okay? There was a study. Of there's course, studies. there was. Because that's there, who plays I mean, board there's games. Just people studies, who do I'm just studies. You. Now <laughs> let's just tell you first. They found that there is a need for mastery or control inside of humans. The need to be able to handle a situation, and this sort of feeds a personal need for success. You want to feel like you struggle, then succeed. Because in your day-to-day life, like for instance, I drove to work this morning, and my normal drive to work was 10 minutes, but the next mile was 15. Right. So I went like, you know, 10 miles in 10 minutes, and then one mile in 15 minutes. I couldn't control it. But if I play a game, I can kind of manipulate the, the you know... The traffic? The rules of the game so that I can <laughs> kind of, you know, keep control of it. And that you need that feeling. You need that feeling of, of balance, you know? Becoming better at a strategy game is like one of those things, like playing Matai and I. When you play it the fifth time, you're playing a much different game than when you played it the first time. Because all of a sudden you've made this, you know, this sense of all this chaos that it feels like chaos in that first game. Uh, leveling up a character, you know, starting off very weak and, and having to kind of hide from enemies and not really re- charge in, you know, screaming. You have to kind of hide and kind of stab at them and back away, you know, or whatever. Or finishing Not a, me. Right. You should see me play a video game. Oh, yeah. She storms in. I do. Uh, finishing a quest. That's another thing. You know, just, just that idea of, you know, there's there's bad things happening and I right the wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. That all is is something that you need to kind of feel like you have control of the world. I think a lot of Dungeons and Dragons comes out of that first one. Um, second is, is the need to feel independent. Which is ironic because I don't like to play games by myself. Well, this is the thing. We need a way to separate ourselves from the herd to make our identity known. Besting a good player, for instance, in a game would, would fulfill this need. Uh, changing our character's focus away from the norm. So like having an individual character in a game that you're like, well, my bard... He can do this, whereas your fighter can't manage that, you know? Was this study completely done on D&D <clears throat> games? This is like more... Maybe. No, it was more... Uh-huh. No, it was more video games, if you can believe it. Wow. Well, okay. Well, that still, I'll allow it. Um, so, 
scoring the winning point for a team, uh, but for ourselves is also another way. Like, hey, I was the one who hit the hit the dragon the last time, and that's how how we won together. You mm-hmm. know, and then you get to be the champion, the, the Rudy up on everybody's shoulders. Rudy is a movie about a really short guy who shouldn't be on the football team who gets a chance to play football with this team. Sean Astin, right? Right. Went on to play a hobbit. I know, Samwise. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and most of all, we want connectedness. We want the shared experience with others. The first two points do not happen without the notice of the third. I'm just telling you. Okay. Defeating an enemy through a group effort and, and the acknowledgement of the experienced player and their acceptance. And even if you play solo, uh, you kind of feel like this, uh, you know, you join a group of people who have experienced this game together. And now you're able to discuss this with other people. That becomes this this connectedness that you have automatically just by playing that game. And, and that's why that's one of the main reasons we do this kind of thing. Now, all of these needs are satisfied games or satisfied by games. And this explains why so many people spend an entire week, weekend, uh, day, or even half a week at a convention playing out historic battles and teaming up to fight a dragon or simply trying to fit as many of these gaming experiences as possible into that time. But you only have so much life, don't you? As mm-hmm. we find out in this week's game. The following is a true recount of a board gaming session. It is not merely a conversation. It contains the actual sounds of components, success and failure, and in-the-moment emotions from the incident itself. The archivists of this audio would like to remind the faint of heart that the people involved are not rules experts, did not design the game, and do not always play nice. No one was murdered in the playing of this game. All right, Nicole. This week we played The Pursuit of Happiness. This is a human life simulation board game for one to four players from Stronghold Games. Now, this is a worker placement game where each player has six hourglass tokens per round to spend on one of 11 different actions. The, the study, they study, play, and interact uh, with spaces on the board. When they take those spaces, they'll get three of one of three different types of tokens that are used as currency for your life, uh, different life activities, in addition to money tokens that are also in the game. Now, the next three spaces you can pick from are the Take a Project, where you gain a project card that costs resources but generates other resources and points. The next space is uh, that you can spend is where you gain items or activities. It's called the Spend Space, but that costs you money. But then you gain other resources and points as a result of spending that money. You could also place your workers on the extra job space to gain three extra dollars. Temp job. Right. It's a temp job. The the get a job space is also another one you can use where you can take a profession from the table. The relationship development space will get you a partner. The overtime space will gain you an extra action. And finally, there's a rest space to reduce your stress. So each round, players will take turns playing their hourglasses to the spaces, and there is no limit to the amount of players or hourglasses that can occupy any one of these spaces. However, if you play on the same space twice, you receive stress. Stress affects the amount of hourglasses you receive each round. Six is the start point and is modifiable to plus or minus three hourglasses each turn. 
Now, other factors in the game include short-term happiness, starting a family, long-term happiness as well. The game plays at least six rounds and up to nine if you if you keep your stress down because after the sixth round, you enter old age and your stress goes up by three, then six, and then nine for each next for next next of the three turns. If your stress uh, takes you past the lowest point on the track, you, like every other living thing will ever, ever on Earth, will die. <laughs> now, ending your game. At the end of the game, uh, each player will score their long-term goal cards and cash in their assets to come up with what their long-term happiness score is. And the highest person uh, with the highest long-term happiness will win the game and have the best life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nicole. Yes. A life board game. Right. So let's just jump in and see if this game looks more like you or more like me. (laughs) We've all played, got our childhood traits. Um, I am a haggler. Nice. By default, the first time I buy an item or activity in a round, so per round, I pay $1 less to a minimum of one. My starting resources are three books, three knowledge, two creativity, and three handshakes. Influence. What? Cheese one? A lot. That was not a lot. Actually, the other one I had was more. Nicole, what are you? I am the achiever. I don't pay any resources to complete the level one of projects. Great. Outrageous. I get three books. Of course you do, achiever. Three light bulbs. Yep. Three handshakes. See, she got one more resource than me. Mm. Yep. Matt, what are you? I'm the nerd. Yes, you are. Whenever I study, I gain plus one book. Right. So my starting resources are four books, three light bulbs, and three handshakes. Whoa. That's number five. Three light bulbs and three handshakes. You are better than me, too. What happens? Brianna. Um, I am resourceful. Yeah. Whenever I rest, I gain a resource of my choice. Ooh, that's nice. Okay. Um, four books, four light bulbs, and three handshakes. She started with the most, I think. Yeah, I think so. That's what she does. Yep. She's always wanting the more tokens. Okay. Okay. So, the oldest player is... Who is it? Uh, uh, who is it? It's the one who can't see the goals. Can I please see okay, what the Okay, we're going to talk about are? our life goals. Okay, so here's our, our life goals in this game. You get uh, the equal to the number of players every game. And these are the goals. These are going to be kind of random per game. So these are what will give us bonus points at the end of the game. Okay? Uh, hoarder is one of ours. Uh, buy the most items. And you get plus one point or long-term goal or long-term happiness per item up to a maximum of five. Okay, so that's that's the first thing is you gotta buy lots of items. Okay. Okay. What does it say at the bottom? Uh, it's a solo game, so oh. we don't have to worry about that. You right. can you can take it with you is the next one. Have the most money when you die and you will get one point per three dollars up to a maximum of five. The next one is family-oriented. Be the first one to raise family, is what it says, to raise family with a partner. <laughs> Four points. 
That one just happens, like, like is that mid-game it would happen? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, the last one is done it all. Well, I think you still do it at the end. You just have to track. Google's the first one, okay. so don't forget. The last one is done it all. Participate in the most activities. You get one point per activity, maximum of five at the end of the oh, game. That's just right up your alley, isn't it, Mr. <laughs> whatever you are? Hagler. Yeah, but you get, you get like a bonus. Like the boxer? Anyway. Marvelous Marvin Hagler. You guys aren't boxing fans? No? No. I'll forget you both. <laughs> Not you, Nicole. I can't forget you. <laughs> married to you. All right, yeah, so. It's hard to forget the one you're married <laughs> to. <laughs> all right, so Nicole's turn is first. We are all set up. We, yep. We got our six-hour glasses each. Right. We got our starting stuff. I only have five-hour glasses. There's six. one rolled next to you. Huh? Okay. Are you picking these? No, those are for everyone. Those are, yeah, those are those are the goals for the game. One of us will get one of those goals, like, a, a, one of us will achieve one of those goals at the end. So whoever has the most money is going to get that bonus. Right. Okay. Nicole's turn. I would love to go, but we don't have any projects out right. or any items or activities. This is Matt's out. job I in know. this game. I'm pretty sure that during the teaching of the game, the setup was involved. Right. You just read the rules. That's a group project. That's a <coughs> normal project. That's another group project and a group project. So we've Can we got... shuffle these? Yes. Keep going. we got to get items out. Yep. Lots of stuff to do. Yep. You don't need to do jobs or partners this turn because we can't get them anyways. Okay. Aren't we supposed to put them out anyway, though, so we can you know what we're... You read the rules. Let me reread the rule rules. Rule check. Rule check. Um... Blah, 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 blah. That's not the rule blah, 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 blah. This is, I remember that rule. Remember blah, the blah, 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 blah rules? <laughs> <laughs> they were bad. Do not draw any cards from the job and partner piles. Yeah, oh, I, I didn't even read them and I was right. Meow, 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 meow. Okay, I still can't <laughs> I see. That. So what is that? Makeup collection? Yeah, that sounds like me. Yep, me too. Golf course, I do like that. No. Wedding, I love to get married. No, I want that. One. Um, and gaming, gaming console. <laughs> what is that? Fatari sixty four, game octagon, and X Station five three PS. Man, okay, so you have to spend money to do that. I don't have any money. No. Think. Hobbies are expensive. I know. I think I'm going to take a toop job. Okay. Can I get $3, please? No. Am I the banker? You're the banker. No, I just don't like this. Do you need me to take it? No, okay. because I don't need any cheating in this game. <laughs> <laughs> we need wow. to check the rules. Hold on a second. Is it my turn? That would be your turn. Oh, what do I need to do here? If I play, I just get some resources. And what are these projects? i gotta, I got to look at them now. i got to stand up. Six dollars. She's gonna buy a soccer team. Mm, minus one happiness to work out, but you get popular. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so, so what are you doing? It's hard to decide because it's it's really up in the air, isn't it? Like it doesn't really make any sense. I think I'm just going to oh. play. I don't think I'm going to play to win. <laughs> um, it seems like everything's really expensive. What do I got? This is hard decisions. 
Because, like, if I go, if I become a game jam, I can do game designer. All I get is a couple handshakes out of that that I don't need. Hmm. What are you going for, Nicole? I don't know. The gaming console? Maybe. I love games. Oh, <laughs> games. Well, I don't want the wedding thing. I could be going golfing. You never know. It's hard to make a decision because I don't understand quite how the game works yet. Why is the table so squeaky? Because you're squeaky. Um. Here's what I know. This is taking you way too long and I read way too much. I gotta get some water. Okay, I think I'm gonna go ahead and do the game jam thing, but I leave, I put this on the game jam, right? And leave it up there? No, you put it in front of you and then you your take a project goes on whichever one that you're going to do. Well, i got to decide which one I want to do, and I can only do one of them, I think. Right. The rest of them I can't afford. So I become a game designer, okay. which costs me two books and two creativity. And then you immediately get the reward of one long-term happiness so and two handshakes. So and make me any Fred is winning! Oh, and, okay. Oh, never mind. What? Never mind. I'm not really. I'm terrible at this, but I get a book also. No, not not yet. Why? That's what is that? When does that pay? If I'm the first player, the two it, then I get a book, right? I don't. I don't know. Hold on. <clears throat> and does another project come out in its place? Yes. Yes. That part I do know. It's at the end of the <clears throat> round. Depending on the number of roles that okay. have been covered, all the players that participated gain an additional reward. All right, well, I've begun a game jam, and that was really tough to decide that. It's different than a space jam. Huh. I'm just saying. Why is it so squeaky? It's winter time, is why. Yeah. Stuff swells and retracts. And is it my turn now? It is your turn, Matt. Okay. Sorry I took so long on my turn. <laughs> That's okay. Not forgiven. So I'll do a project, and I'll Give do this new art competition. <laughs> no. <laughs> so then I move this over here, and I pay one light bulb, and I get one happiness. Do you? Yeah. I'm jealous of how happy you are. I wish you weren't so happy. What's the symbol mean? Money. Um, <coughs> that's tight. That one needed a quarter of a turn. <laughs> Sorry, the legs don't actually get like tightened, tightened. You just hand tighten them. I see. <coughs> okay. All right. Free Matt's turn. turn. No, Brian's turn. Answer. What did Matt do? Wow, you should have been at the table. He did an art competition. Yeah. Ooh. I won the consolation prize so far. Okay. All right, I think I'm going to do this TV presenter. And I turn in one of my handshakes, and I get a dollar. You get a dollar? Yeah. Can you turn that in? Hello. Yes. Okay, and you got to put a hourglass on there. And a new project. So you have to do level one, then level two, then level three, right? 
Actually, on those, your hourglass stays on the take a project. And then you need a black cube. Because on a group project, if you take more Darkest than one, uh, it does not cause you stress unless you do more than three. But if you take another project and you've done a project, then you get more stress. So like a group project is like supposed to be a relaxing thing, I guess. I don't know. Okay. An individual project is supposed to stress you out. What was your, I didn't hear you ask anything. So like in the next round, I can go here and do the next one? If you do another take a project, then yes, you can. But this, I'm already on this project. Right. But you have to I'm advance confused. it. For each action, it requires one of these guys, so you'd have to put another one out there. Let me double check myself. This part was the hardest it doesn't, part. It doesn't seem like a new project, though. It seems like it's something I'm still working <clears throat> on. You know what I mean? Okay, that one is a single round project. Sorry. Um, when you take a single round project in front of you, choose any one of the four levels, and yeah. you pay that level's cost and get the corresponding rewards. Unlike the oh. basic projects, Okay, so yours is a basic project, Brianna. So yours, if you want to advance on it, then you would see card actions, page, page 12. Check. It's a dense game. A little bit. Okay, players can use a card. It's not that dense. It's just those things are a little much. Um, I wonder what Board Game Geek gave it on difficulty. A player can yes. use a card action to advance one of his basic projects to the next level from the one he's currently in. He pays its resource cost, moves the black, black cube to the next level, and gets the corresponding reward. And it, in, in case an additional hourglass marker is required, it must also be provided and placed on the card. Um, A player does not get stressed if he uses the same card action more than once in the same round. So you've taken the project with your hourglass there. Um, if you have to use more time, then so like it doesn't you would put have to hourglass until the very last one. But it does. So I could go up a level without it being extra. No, I'm confused. Or without it being. <clears throat> Okay, that's enough. So we realized that the first turn, uh, not round, but turn, yeah. mind you, which is playing one of our six hourglasses each, took us uh, 25 minutes. Yeah. <clears throat> right. So That was a lot. We're just going to say up front here, we played this twice. We had to. <laughs> and the reason is the first game was not great. Well, it and it took... Long enough that the baby started getting fussy and right. Matt and Brianna had to go. Right. Now So we couldn't even finish. We had we had a few problems here. The first one was that the rules we we basically we, we thought we knew how to play. Once again, we made the mistake of watching videos and thinking that we knew how to play the game. Well, when we sat down at the table to start playing the game, it was already like eight o'clock on a work night and Nicole decided to read that she was going to teach the rules by reading the book. You made me teach the <laughs> rules. We know I cannot teach well, rules I'm just well. Saying, I'm just saying. It was awful. So you read you read the entire like 16 page rule book it wasn't to 16 us. 16 pages. It's like six pages. It's hardly mm. anything. It's not mm. that many pages. 
It really isn't. So uh, we're just gonna, I'm just going to tell say that if it's only six pages, it took 45 minutes to get through those rules. Because nobody paid attention. <laughs> well, we, di- we didn't pay attention. And when we actually came to the game, we tried to do the catch up learn, mm-hmm. which Nicole wasn't very confident about what she had read. So I kept having to reference the book. We kept going back to the book. Uh, so because it was so late and then we've kind of found out that some of the rules are a little vague in the book and they're not clearly stated or, or, you know, sort of reinforced throughout the book. Yeah. When it visits the topic again, it doesn't remind you this is how this works and this is why this is this way. It just states the new rule and moves on. So it's a little loose in, mm-hmm. in the, in the rules. And as you said, by about 10 PM, uh, baby Xander was waking up and, starting to kind of cry and it was it basically had ruined about 20 minutes of audio at that point so I was just kind of like eh, why don't we just call it and so we did not finish we opted out to score and uh, we did it about an hour and 45 minutes in we finished uh, playing the game by about two hours after we scored and that was only at about the halfway point right <clears throat> and uh, we played it wrong right we played <laughs> a lot of things wrong in this game yes uh, however, Nicole and I did jump right back in about two days later and play another game. But before we play those clips, let's go over a bit about the beginning of this game. Okay, uh, players will start. They they deal these random life goals out, and you've got several in the game, and they are going to change some bonus points you get at the end of the game. Like uh, you know, it might be like person who does the most activities, or person who is who has bought the most items, mm-hmm. or the person who died first is one of them. You know. Mm-hmm. So there's quite a variety of those. <clears throat> and those get dealt out, and you get one per player number or whatever at the start of the game. Also, uh, to start the game, to make you each feel like an individual, you don't have like a character specifically, but what you do have is a childhood trait. So you deal these cards out, and each person gets a couple of them, and they look at them, and they're, they're basically a bonus that you're going to get. It's something that you were just born good at. And it will give you this this extra kind of ability throughout the whole game. And like some of mine were reduce the monetary cost of any card by one, mm-hmm. um, or the first card you buy every turn by one. Um, what was my second one? I don't know. I had one that was like uh, every time you took the interact uh, option, instead of getting three handshake mm-hmm. tokens, you'd get four. Oh, I know what it was. It was social. That's what mine was. <laughs> my second one was charismatic. And it made it so that I could bypass these these minimum these requirements to increase my level on uh, my relationships. Oh right, yeah. Because like when you when you done the relationship cards, like it starts off with dating, and you don't really have to. I mean, you don't know anything about somebody when you date, but to move to that next level, right. you have to have achieved certain goals in your life. Like you had to have five little light bulb, the creativity tokens. Cause I guess this, this person really likes creative people. Right. So if you're not creative enough, you're never going to get to that next level, which is kind of cool. So right. you kind of have to work to, to be the person that your significant other wants you to be. <laughs> which right. is kind of odd. Now <laughs> but <laughs> the, uh, the round tracker actually states teenage to begin the game. And thus certain spaces are blocked to begin with. Like we can't get a job right off the bat. We can't have a partner right off the bat and we can't work overtime because we don't have a job. Right. So (laughs) automatically right off the bat, you can't take any of those spaces until the next turn. Now the rest, like most of the game, next five turns are, are under what is categorized as adult. 
and then you enter old age after that, which right. we talked about in the in the rules run through. Now, each round, we get several new project cards that come out. In fact, all the cards are cleared from the board every round. Right. And then they're put back in again. Now, you do have cards in front of you that stay in play, but the ones that are actually available to purchase change every round, and that includes your project cards, which project cards, I, I mean, to specify, those use those cost usually resources, not money. Yeah. They cost resources to do, and they... Uh, because you have to be creative in order to, to do, you know, this to thing, do yeah. whatever the activity is, or whatever, uh, not activity, but... Right, activity and... Activities are different. Activities <laughs> and items, though, are mo- are monetary. So an activity Typically, yeah. would be like going to a concert, going and on an vacation, item would be like buying a motorcycle. Buying a gaming system. Right, and that stuff happens in there. Uh, so we do start off as teenagers. So let's just hear how the game sounds now that you know how this kind of sets up. And all those cards kind of come out every turn. New spouses or, or potential partners, new jobs every single turn. And let's just see how it sounds with the two of us playing about mid-game, okay? I think I'm happy just dating. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna interact. So I need four handshakes. Wow. Two, three, and here's four. Okay. <clears throat> Trying to decide what to do now. Um Okay, so I need this. I know that. Trying to decide if I can take a promotion or not right now. Because if I take a promotion, it's going to cost me a lot. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and study some more and get three more books. Your turn. I am going to take a promotion. So it cost me four books. And... Seven handshakes. Jeez. Give me your four books. Don't mix them together, please. Seven. You're just making it harder for me. There's my four books. There's my seven handshakes. And you become CEO or president? uh, CEO. Really? And I get uh, five five dollars and five five points. So you go to 16 and you get five bucks. And now you make $16 per round. But look how much it costs you. I know it. Okay. I haven't decided whether I'm going to take a promotion yet or not. Because this is my one chance of doing it. What did you get with my job? Don't I need that other job back or something? I don't know. It doesn't matter. There's no no bonus for it. Okay. Um, Go ahead. No, I've got to figure this out because... If I continue my spiritual enlightenment, it'll help me more. And I got one happiness right now because of my relationship with Mel. I think I'm going to continue my spiritual growth instead of getting a promotion. So I go up, I spend two books because I only need to spend two because of my discount. And I go up to gaining followers. That's how much of a spiritual advisor I become. (laughs) And I get two handshakes and two points for it. Okay. Okay. I still got a couple of tokens left. Okay. I'm going to put this over here just because, even though I've done some, something with Mel already. <clears throat> I'm going to start figuring out my finances here. 
Uh, so I basically have one more guy I can spend on something. I, I kind of want to spend some too. money. I kind of want to spend some money. Um, if I spent some money, where do we reduce stress at? Oh, right here. That reduces stress, doesn't it? The rest does. Well, no, so does this little sunshine Right, it does, guy. but that means rest. Um, let's see. I could buy a board game collection for quite a bit of money right now, but I'd have to maintain it. And right now I'm already spending $3 to maintain my car. But I could afford... only gets me one point, but that other one gets me books, which is what I really need. Maintaining the board game collection for $2 gets you two books. I'm doing that. Okay, so I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to spend money and I'm going to buy a level two board game collection okay. for $4. So there's my five, here's my dollar back and I get a board game collection. That's going to give me another point of stress, isn't it? No, mm. it's a board game collection. It's an item. It doesn't count. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. So I get this and I get three books. This is pretty high price. Three books. Three creativity, one, two, three, and a point for my board game collection. Okay, your turn. You need to replace the item, please. Oh, because you're like, I might buy something. I might buy something. Do you no, still no, have no, a guy no, left? Yeah, I got one. Whoa. I'm going to buy a gaming computer, please. Six dollars. For the Xenoware LTX? Yep. And I need a cube, please. And I get three light bulbs and three points. Okay. And I'm not going to replace it because I'm passing on my turn. <coughs> Are you passing? Yeah, I got nothing else I can do. Okay. Okay, see, that's more like it. Rounds are taking about 10 minutes each now on this two-player game. And now that we've refreshed ourselves with the rules, kind of clarified some more points, uh, and Nicole has decided at this point to take a high-level social job, and I have a low-level science job. Now, jobs are kind of interesting because this is, this is something I thought was pretty thematic in the game, because they reduce your time, but they add lots of money. And money allows you to buy activities and items if you have time to spend on that. Mm -hmm. And it feels a lot like real life. Real life, you would love to do all these things. And maybe you even have the money and resources to do it, but you don't have the time to do it. You just don't. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, that's, I think, the biggest difference. I think if you're a teenager, you just don't realize that, that you're going to trade time for money. You just are. Right. That's, that's how, the, how the world works. That's how our society works is, is you know... Time and money are interchangeable. That's time what they is are. money. Right. They're just interchangeable. But kids, like, time runs differently for, for younger people. It just does. Right. I know everybody <laughs> always said that growing up. It's like, yeah, whatever. No, it really does. Right. It just runs faster. The older you get, the mm -hmm. faster it goes. Right. Uh, so here's something that's cool. Now, Nicole did mention that there that you can get these uh, these projects. And the projects are, are kind of cool because they come in a couple different varieties. Okay. Right. <clears throat> you've got your one-shot little activities where you just pay for a certain level, and there'll be like four levels, and whatever cost you can afford, you'll get the reward that's associated with that level. So you might spend three books and two light bulbs, and then you get 
four points and, you know, a, a couple of interact tokens. Right. You know, it, and it's just, it could be whatever. I mean, it, it'll say something. But it'll be thematic. you're only going to spend the one time, the Hourglass token on it. Right. That's all you, that's the only option you have. And there's there's also ones called group projects. And this is a way, This is the group project's the only way you can take more than one project per turn. And that is, you. it's another one that only lasts one round. But you can, more than one person can join onto that project by taking the, uh, you know, receive a project space or whatever on the Take board. Take a project space, yeah. Yeah, then you can actually move your your little hourglass over to a space on that card and it gives you whatever reward, you pay the price for whatever space you're going to take, it gives you whatever reward it says, you know, on that space and there's usually four spaces on it. And, and then at the bottom, spaces. which is kind of interesting, there's, a, there's an additional reward track that pays off at the end of the round based on how many people took part in a group project. So you can kind of take advantage of that and you can make sure that you get the right reward down at the bottom. But the rewards, they seemed really inconsistent on these group projects. Like It was strange, yeah. <laughs> it'd be like two points. Then you get then if two people do it, you get a book. Well, everybody would like the two points instead, you know. Right. So I mean, I guess you could take the points away from somebody else, but I don't know. And then uh, the third kind, which is the most the most typical version of project, is this leveling system. So you have to enter it at the first level, and it goes up to level four. And when you hit level four, you get a really good reward. But each level costs you more resources or whatever to go to the next level up. But also... Also costs you an hourglass every time to right. move up another space. Which is what we weren't getting on the first... <laughs> right. When we played it the first we time. We really did that very, very wrong. Here, I want to explain exactly why, too. Right. In the rule book... It has a little, it has a huge page with it, and like somewhere in the middle of it, it says card actions. It has this little tiny paragraph that kind of sort of, it, it describes card actions, um, saying, you know, you use an, an hourglass to do a card action and blah, blah, blah. Right. Then it goes into this enormous paragraph, it has another look, heading that says basic projects, and it has a huge paragraph all about these basic projects. When I kept trying to research the basic projects, I couldn't, it wouldn't tell me anything about having to take more time. Right. I had to actually realize that the card action, when it, when it said the words card action, it wasn't talking about by taking an action on this card. It was talking about the t- little tiny paragraph that was called card action. Right. That's dumb. It was not specific enough. It was confusing to me. I don't know why. My brain did not wrap around it. <coughs> and that one paragraph blew the entire game for me. Because I felt like I cheated on the first game. Well, yeah, absolutely. We we did score the game out, and you won, and you didn't even take a job. I never took you, a job because I was just, just doing projects. Because you could just keep leveling up your projects for because we thought it was like a free action every turn to level that up you the could project. Level up a project. Yeah. Because it's like I already spent my token to right. get the project, and on these others, you spend one token, you get the project. Right. It was not clicking. <clears throat> but this leveling system of cards, it actually goes through not only those project cards where you can spend tokens on that but also uh is in the items category now now activities are a one shot you do them you pay for whatever level you want they they pay you off and you go out so yeah, if you, go you to either a concert, go on a little baby vacation or right. you go on a mega vacation right. yeah, if you go to a concert you either go to a club or you go to a stadium which right. one do you go to you know? right and once it's over it's over but the like for instance it was kind of weird that you could buy a motorcycle and then you would have that card, and later on you could upgrade that motorcycle to something else. Right, I thought that like was weird as well. Like it automatically gave you an opportunity to upgrade this later, because I upgraded my car 
in hours from from a jalopy or whatever it was to a family wagon or whatever family yeah. minivan, and it ended up you know helping me. I didn't have to pay upkeep every turn to keep it, but once I did, it was giving me like extra stuff every turn just to have it. That part bothered me a little bit on the theme, just because um, it's not like I had an option to buy a car. You got the only car card, right? So. I don't have an option to buy a car, but yet you have an option to buy not only the jalopy, but then to trade it in and upgrade right. for but, a car. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of cards like this. Yeah. Most of the item cards have this. I mean, a car isn't really that important in the game over a game collection. Right, in the right. Game. But it's still <laughs> weird. It's a I, little that strange. That was a little anti-theme. <laughs> but also, uh, it, it actually, that, that same leveling system uh, also is on your relationship. Yes. And you can spend tokens to raise your relationship up. And that one you have to have a certain, it's it's kind of a strange system on that. Because you have to have like, an, in, in, in my case, I would have had to have like 15 book tokens mm-hmm. in order to level up. Now, after I level up, it doesn't matter if I have 15 book tokens at all and I don't spend them. They, I just have to have them. Right. On the card at that moment. And then that person will start, go from dating me to getting married or whatever. Because she wanted you to be smart. <clears throat> right. Not some dum-dum. She's not going to date some dum-dum. <laughs> uh, and jobs are, are kind of, uh, they're, they're a little bit different. Jobs are handled like you have a job and you can, you can get promoted. There's a promotional cost at the bottom and they come in three levels. And how many different types do you think there were? Three. Like, there were three different there types social three jobs, levels. science jobs, and... Some other job. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there were four. There had there to be only, more than that. Because I think there were only three. There might have... <laughs> there were only nine job cards. No, there's more than that. Right. There had to be 12. I don't know. There weren't very many. No, there weren't it too many. And they, and they were double-sided, because, but they were the same basic payoff or stats on both sides, whether you took it or not. Well, yeah. I mean, they were exactly the they same on both titles. sides. It was just, you know, you could be a CEO or you could be a president. Right. So whatever. here's the thing. At the bottom of those... You could you could spend a certain amount of money to become promoted to another job if that job card was up on the table. Right. So you could you could go from your level one social job to a level two social job, and the cost usually gave you a slight discount from what it would normally be. But the thing about jobs is you have to pay more stuff every turn to have that new job. And, and in our game, I never felt like I could level up. You couldn't because that <laughs> card never came out. I think it did come out. It came out one time. It was just there it came was no out one way. time when you couldn't afford it yet because right. it was still too early in your life. The only opportunity for you to be promoted was when you were too inexperienced and couldn't right. take the promotion. Now, if you get a level three job, it costs you the most to keep it, mm-hmm. but it gives you one more option in jobs. It lets you retire, mm-hmm. which actually you spend a certain number of resources after taking a job action, and now all of a sudden you just receive resources for free. As your retirement pay. Yeah, you don't actually have to As upkeep. long as you don't take another job, right? you will still get like a little bit of money, like half the money you were getting before. You don't have to do any upkeep at all. You just exist. And you even get like a rest <sighs> option. Yeah, which is like pretty cool. Like a free cool. rest option on there too. Um, something else we haven't really mentioned, and I know we're going over a lot right now, but something else we didn't mention very much is how stress affects the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that if you take, you can take a space twice. Like if I, if I do a, take a project and then take a project, I get a stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also stuff where if you have more than three things going on at once in front of you, you will take a stress. So like your job is a thing going on that you have to maintain. Your spouse 
is a thing you have to maintain, and an active project is something you have to maintain. And all three of those, you can only have three things going on. So if you're married and you have a job, you can only have one other thing going on right now, or you take stress every turn. Mm -hmm. And stress is just this little track. It has these little rainbow gaps on it. And there's usually like three spaces per gap. On the ends, there's like a couple, there's a one and a two, and then it goes three, three, three. Mm -hmm. Okay? Across the middle. So the thing about stress is, is that when you're in the middle, you have six tokens. If you move three spaces, you can slip three spaces to the right without any problem at all, and now all of a sudden you've got five tokens. Right. To spend every turn. Because the more stressed out you are, the less time you have for some reason. But moving up this track, you can move up it, but you have to get these really difficult challenges done. So, for instance, I had to go for a search for inner peace or something like that, or or spiritual enlightenment. Yeah. Which took me three rounds to pull off and go up one little level. To de- to de-stress yourself one full level. Yeah, you have to get these. There's only certain cards right. that have a little heart icon on them. Right. If you get a heart, you get to de-stress one full level. Right. And these are color-coded, like I said, in like little three brackets. There's three three brackets, two two brackets, and two one brackets. Right. But here's the thing. You can rest and get your stress back but it can't go pa- it can't go up past the current color level you're on. Right. But any amount of stress can take you all the way to dead. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it, it, you can always go through the levels downwards. You just can't go up. Because you can <clears throat> rest enough that you get to the basic stress level that you that you know, right. but to truly calm yourself more than that, you have to right. do something spectacular. Yeah, you have to develop as a person. Right. You can always get down to where you're just miserable and die, but you can't. Right. <laughs> you really can, have to work at being happier in this game. Everybody which is can kind be of Scrooge. <laughs> and you are trying to kind of balance that. That's something else you have to kind of balance all the time. Mm-hmm. One more thing before we go back into another clip. There's something called, uh, we, we, we talked about light, long-term happiness. Well, that's just the point track on the outside. Right. But there's also something called short-term happiness that is just represented by these little smiley faces on the cards as a reward. And they, they let you move up and down this track that, that resets every turn to zero, where you don't get anything plus or minus. But if you are able to increase that on a turn, like so you, if at the very top of your turn, you should be looking for ways to increase that before you do anything else, because it gives you discounts off of resources, not money, but resources, your, your three resources, which is interaction, uh, creativity, and learning. Right. So it has those three things. It'll give you a discount off like a, of one. And it Which goes I up kept to forgetting, three. by but the way. every round it resets. So, right. I mean, I, I, we never saw an instance where it went up three. No. Never. No. In one round. I, I don't know how it would. I mean, it would be like the perfect storm, I'm sure. Well, it also determines the uh, first player in the next round as that's well. A, yeah, that's right. So the first player next turn gets to have their first round of picking cards or whatever they want to do. Right. Which I, I didn't, I, I, I don't know. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's hear another clip. Let's hear how this turned out because I'll just tell you that um, I get married, Nicole puts her job first, and let's just find out who's happier in this next clip. As stupid as it sounds, I think I'm going to take a temp job. Here, just give me a five. Everybody does little volunteer work at the end of their days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then what? That's the end of it? Because I, I pass. Dang it, I did that wrong. This doesn't surprise me, you know that, right? I want to study <laughs> instead. <laughs> you get three bucks back. You don't get, you, you gave me two, right? 
to get that five. I don't even know what happened just now. Did Here. you get the right amount? No, there. Okay. Because that's just dumb. I want I want to study, so I get three books. Here, just take these and give me a five book. <laughs> you kill me. <laughs> All Thank right, you. there you go. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I, I know you were just adding up five points in some way is what you were doing. Right. Okay. Like, well, that's not gonna help me. Okay, so here we go. We're going to do end of round, then upkeep, okay? So gain additional rewards from group projects. So I don't know group projects. You don't either. Nope. Set aside single round and group projects. I don't have any. Nope. Uh, take back your hourglass markers from the boards and cards in front of you. See, this is this is kind of confusing because... Right. That's now, why it made more sense the other way. Because now we're not saving stuff at the end of the round. We're spending them before we start the round. Do you understand that? No. Oh, you're... Because you spend them up front to maintain your stuff, so you, it's it's a different feeling altogether, but we have to keep seeing it out like we've been doing. Ugh, my brain hurts. Right. Uh, so we're not going to bother with that one until after everything's over. Um, determine the round's first player, which would be you. You're now yeah. first player. That's great. I think you were first player last time, okay? Um, reset your short-term indicators. So now... <clears throat> um, we advance the round marker, and so I now die. you take minus six stress, and you die, and I go one, two, three, four, five, six. So I'm at minus two hourglasses now. Good. But I'm not making it till the last round. I won't be able to. Okay. Um, then uh, count the total number of active projects and partners in front of you and gain one stress. So I have a project, a job, and a partner. So that's okay. just three, so I don't lose anything. Pay upkeep cost and gain rewards. So here's my two that I saved on her to get four points. So I go one, two, three, four. I won't get that again. Don't worry. <clears throat> um, here's my $3 for our family truckster to get one point. And then I do have my two books and my other guy to get my $6 for my doctor job. <clears throat> okay. And here's my... $2 for my two books. You're right. That totally makes more sense because you're taking from the beginning and putting it on whatever right, you need to do. Because you're spending all your resources. Okay, so uh -huh. now I only have four hourglasses to spend in this last turn, even though you're dead. Even though I'm dead. Okay, and I didn't replace all these cards. Are those hourglasses coming to my funeral? No. Thanks. Nope, you're dead. Good riddance. <laughs> well, hey. Oh. I was still supposed to. Oh, no, I died before we could do yes, upkeep. you're dead. Well, that sucks. You're dead. Shut your mouth. Yeah, but... Shut your dead mouth. Oh, dead God. men don't talk. Yeah, but now you're it's dead. backwards again. <laughs> dead people don't talk. Shut your... Oh, points. You don't get any points. You got plenty. You did pretty good as a president CEO person, you know? <clears throat> okay, here we go. Right. Four little actions here before I die, because I'm not going to make up nine levels of, of hearts, you know? Oh, I did get a timed one here. Look at that. If I can get ten books, I could get a genius. There's no way I can get that. I know I can get my developed secrets six points. Should I buy a sports car? I could upgrade to my sports car and get myself three points for doing that. I need to keep a couple. 
Well, I won't even have a chance to do anything with Mel. I'm going to die before I get a chance to celebrate our anniversary with Mel again. <laughs> so she's, there's no reason to spend anything on her. Uh, my board game collection, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to die before I upkeep that. And my car is something I could buy right now for 8 bucks, which I think I might do. Yeah, there's no reason to worry about my job because I'm going to well, die. You would have had to pay your upkeep costs, though. What? Well, I guess it doesn't matter because... I'm dying. I know that. I, I, I would know I was dying at the top of the round, so why would I bother? Because if we were playing our upkeep, where we were going through the upkeep first, I would actually know I was going to die before I got a chance to upkeep her anyway. So basically, in this game, everybody <laughs> has an expiration date. So I am going to... Because I think the best way I could make points right now... This would make... I don't know. If I spent 10 bucks, I could get... Six bucks, I can go horseback riding for four mm. points and it'd be half as much money. It won't be five. I know you're like, now you're going to just min-max me to death, right? I know, I'm just going to sit here. Okay, well, first thing I am going to do is develop my secret recipe the rest of the way and spend these four light bulbs to get... Um, that will get me six points for that to go all the way up. So that goes all the way up. I go to six points up from there, which goes to 43 <clears throat> then I gotta decide how to do this next thing right because I can't I don't think I can quite make spiel because I would need I can get three books for studying or the game show it says genius I get three books where can I get books at ooh if I upgrade my board game room for six dollars I get four books <sighs> I'm doing that. Okay. So I go, I do an, a board game upgrade. I spend $6 to raise up. I get three books for that. One, two, three, and five light bulbs. And one point to be at the top level board game collection, okay? <laughs> then I go up here and I study to get three more books, which I'll just cash two for five. And then I go to take a project, and I take game show, and I spend for genius level, which is four, five, and five is ten books, and two light bulbs, and I get six points and three bucks. What is this doing here? Oh, that's you off the side that's of the me. track. me. I'm dead. Six points, so I go up to 50, and I get three bucks. And that's the end of my round because I have nothing left. So during that, I get additional reward projects. Are we going to do that? Yeah, we're going to do this in this order, I guess. Uh, gain, gain rewards for additional projects. Set aside single round projects. Well, both these go away because they're both done. I got as much as I could do out of this. Well, this thing's just topped out. doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. uh, take back all your hourglass markers from the board. Which isn't going to matter. Uh, determine the next round's first player, Thank advance you. the round marker to minus nine, and I die. Right. Okay? So I die. Now, we got to do our end of round thing. We're only at 75 minutes. That's within the rounds or the normal deal they say you can do. Okay? Okay. 
Yeah, I know. You took all those bonus points, too, you little butthole, didn't you? <laughs> I just called you a butthole. It seems weird. <laughs> I know, but you're going to get 10 bonus points right there. You're going to beat In me. In the rare case that a player manages to enter the third old age and still be alive, he plays the round as normal and dies at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, that seems weird. Let's just count up our points and be done. We're almost there. We're right at the finish line, baby. Let's do it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm whatever. not going to win. I think you're going to win. So it doesn't really matter. I had a whole extra turn to boost points. I have eight points there. <laughs> yeah, but you also got the most items in the game because yeah. I only had two and you had three magically. No, I had more than that. And activities, you did more than me too. Oh, yeah. I think because all I did activity wise, I didn't do I did any. three of them. I did zero. So you got 10 points plus how many? Eight? Um... Did you say eight? That's not ten points. I got one per. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so one, two, three, four, five, six. So you go up to 42 and you Plus had... Plus eight. So you're at 50. So I actually won. Yeah, you suck. Because I'll have uh, three more points. Yeah, you suck. One, two, three. So what happened in the end then is that my job as a resident doctor, never looking to promote myself, having a nice relationship with a family, a nice family card, a board game collection is way better than being the CEO with all the best whiskey yeah. collections and shoe collections. I drank collections. myself to death, and, <laughs> and Glenn <laughs> was just he, just, he hung in there, but I, you know he just wanted me for my money. <laughs> all right. Simple as that. Simple job, simple marriage, makes you happy in this case. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong? I'm rich. <laughs> I know, but you were like, you know, you're like Bill Murray and Scrooge. Yeah. You're really wealthy. You're like Ebenezer Scrooge. You're really wealthy and you just don't have anybody. Right. Well, I, I had that guy I kept dating for my whole life. I know. But never really went anywhere. A lot of people didn't know that Scrooge dated a guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. I mean, seriously, it, it just kind of, it, it, it was pretty balanced though. In the end, I mean, it was kind of funny because you and I both thought that we were going to blow the other person out of the water. Yeah. And we were both like right neck and neck and I barely squeaked out a little bit of a victory. And that was just so, through some real hard liquidation at, at the end of that last round, especially you just know you're going to die. Mm -hmm. And so you just go through the, this whole process of like getting your life together right before you die, you yeah. know, which is really thematic again, I think, you know. <laughs> so what do you like about this game before you look at my likes? I th I like the theme. Yeah. I I. I don't know. It's kind of entertaining to just kind of go, you know, would life be much different if I were really rich? Right. Well, yeah, but I wouldn't be any happier, you know. <laughs> same thing. Same thing as real life. Right. The only thing that this game is lacking as far as theme goes yeah. is there's like, there's no accidental death. Like you just know when you're, you know when you're going to die in right. this game. There's no surprises on that. Right. Not that I necessarily, you know, want that. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'd much rather just, you know, die old in my bed, all that. But, um, I mean, you know, what's coming in this game and you know exactly right. when. So right. that part's a little anti-theme. Yeah. What else? Anything else? Um, I don't know. I liked a lot of stuff about it, but just not at first. It took me until that second gameplay to really appreciate a lot of it because right. it, it just, uh, felt fiddly <clears throat> at first. Because um, I wasn't reading that book right. I really wish you had read right. the book and taught it to me because okay. I suck at this. Well, I, I think it thematically it really works a lot. 
Yeah. I, I think that, like I said, getting yourself right right before you die, you don't get to take jobs or spouses when you're a teenager. Uh, your spouse becomes another soak for time that you need. And right. uh, I think it's it's cool that, you, you know, that was Pep again. Hi, Pep. Uh, I think it was cool that your your spouse becomes the best source of points in the game. The the thing you look forward to the most is is your 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 spouse. That's the most rewarding thing you get in this game. Yeah. Because you remember how many points once I was married, I was killing it like six points a turn, just going up every yeah. single turn, just for being married. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. You know, way more than what your job was going to give you. Well, yeah, because... You were going to try to buy happiness to compensate for and that. And it did not it, work. It, it almost worked. It almost worked. It almost worked. <laughs> it almost I was, worked. I was really, really rich. So thematically, I think it's really neat. You, you're balancing yourself. You're trying not to overstress yourself and make yourself miserable. Too much will make you miserable. And you're trying to, you know, keep your job. And it's so funny because you'll hit these points in this where you're trying to keep your job and you're really worried about it, which brings up something else we did wrong. In our game, we actually still played something wrong, remember? We did the upkeep phase. Oh, Instead of We were supposed to do the end of round phase and then the upkeep phase, and we did upkeep, then end of round, which completely changed how the game felt. Right. It it still cost the same. It's just we were paying for our job. We were saving our resources till the end of the turn to pay for our job when in reality we were supposed to lose those resources at the start of the turn. Well, you know how so many games have those little cheat cards where it's like, here's your, your, uh, what is that, round order cards and it's just just a nice little cheat thing. Yeah. Well, this had two of them. Uh Uh-huh. And the way that they were worded, it looked like, uh, just the way that it was, that it was, and the image was on the card, it looked like the upkeep was supposed to happen before the uh, end of round. Yeah. And it even said, well, end of round, you would think that's at the end. It, I mean, it's just it's, the way it was just deceiving. This is honestly all that happened is normally you're supposed to start a round with all your resources in front of you. And then you decide what you want to use to like, do I want to keep my spouse? Do I want to keep my job? I have to pay right. for those right now. Right. Whereas we were just paying for them at the end of the round. It right. really so didn't stuff change. Back. The game too much because I was it paying kinda for did. it. It kind of did. At the very end, it did. <clears throat> Only because you made a mistake and almost lost your job. Right. It was stupid, <laughs> but I wouldn't have done that if it had been the other way around. Right. So it, it actually could have made it, it made a huge difference. Right. But we fixed it. Mm, sort of. Well, that's the only thing we did wrong. But I would say uh, the rules in this game are a little, they're a little fiddly. There's, there's some, some nuances there, like where you're like, so wait, if I lose my job, I also get a stress, and there's like these little well, that things that kind of happen that that you're that you're just trying to keep track of, and it's it's a little bit to digest, but I don't think it's like excessively hard or anything like no, that. No, I don't think it's excessively hard. I think it's just that there's a couple of key points that if you gloss over those points, <coughs> it will screw up the whole game. Truly, like, it really does need to be. Truly, I think that our first game was just. Just daily fatigue and we, you know, mind fatigue and we couldn't just sit through a reading of the rules. It was too much to sit through. Yeah. And so then when it came time for us to start the game, all we had was questions about the rules. We had a vague idea of how to play tokens to the board, but we had no idea how specifically anything worked and we were getting sort of right answers. Yeah. I think the the rule book could have benefited from, um, like, it, it... it had everything in order, but it could have benefited from having that, like, in a smaller right. condensed version, you know, okay, these things in order. And then when it comes to explaining the, the, you know, 
You want like the real grand uh, rule book where they give you the long version and then on the inside margin, they give you the short summary of what they just talked about. Kind of. That'd probably work out. Yeah. Or like, you know, a frequently asked questions or something in the back or, you know, like on the back page, here's the, how you go through a round. Right. And here's how you go through the basic project cards. Mm -hmm. Those, those two were the most screwed up parts. Right. I think that the The rest uh, of it was fairly easy. I think the components were decent. The card quality was okay. It wasn't amazing. Yeah. Um, the it's very tokens colorful. I, I really like the, the the hourglass tokens that represent your time because it really just reminds you that that this is what you're doing with your life. You're spending your life doing this. Right. You know? um, I think that there's much luck, much less luck in this game than there is in the game of life. Well, yeah. So I mean, this is this is a, this your planning at th- least. This is a nice upgrade for a thinking person's game of life. It really mm-hmm. is. Now, dislikes. I mean, like I said, the rules are a little a little eh. muddly. They're yeah. not they're not terrible. I think the length of time for a turn is outrageous. It feels awful when we played four players and we were like going through, especially in the rule thing. Yeah. Uh, when we were waiting, when, when we I were playing back you... and forth, we were going five minutes per round each. And even if it was 20 minutes per round with four players, I still think I would be like going, Oh, get back to my turn. I know what I want to do next, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think ideally four players would be a better number to play with, but for time purposes, it felt it's a little great long. as a 75-minute as a game, which is how yeah. long our game took together. It felt great at 75 minutes. But it it's going to take terrible a lot. Yeah. at an hour and 45, and we're only halfway through. Well. Well, and I saw somebody else write up on I still on, think it would have uh, gone faster, too, if we all knew how to play it. <laughs> right. Well, somebody else wrote on Board Game Geek that their two-player, first two-player game took him, like this guy and his spouse, three hours. Yeah. Which is outrageous. This That's game really, is not it should worth, not take that. No. This experience is not worth a three hour investment. No. Period. It's just not. No. It's totally worth 90 minutes. It's, if you it's, can play four players in 90 minutes, it's worth it. I don't know if you can, though. Everybody needs to know how to play it, I think. Right. That'd be my biggest complaint. Right. Um, the banking in this game with four players is awful because you have Four different tokens that people are giving you and needing change for and getting more from the table. And it just is happening constantly. The banker is the worst position at the table for this game. They're going to have a terrible time. I never mind that. It's awful in this game, though. It's off the charts compared to most games. Eh. I'm telling you. It never bothers me. It it bothered me so much. I don't think you you didn't get to do it. I did it both times. I know. I'm saying I will do it. It's so much more banking than the average game. It's unbelievable. Tons of banking. I'm sorry. It just is. <laughs> um, there's no children in this game. There's no representation for children or a legacy or anything. I liquidate my life out at the end and I have no one to pass it on to. That's how it felt at the end of the game. And I don't think that represents life very well. I didn't miss the children. Is that terrible? Oh, yes, my gosh. Of course. I didn't even... I Think thought about, about it. it, but I, there was nothing to represent children, and I'm sure that well, there's, there's no got pets to either. be. Maybe there's got to be a, a a planned expansion for this that adds children in. But are you kidding me? This isn't in this game. I mean, people have children. Yeah. Most people have children. Why in your life game <laughs> wouldn't where I can get married? Wouldn't you? Ha- I mean, it does say start a family. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. You know, there's no representation of children at this at all. At least in the game of life, they had a couple little pegs that go in the back of your car. Did you ever take your pegs and, <coughs> and like 
make them shorter, like cut them in half so that the kids' pegs would no, be shorter than the grown-ups? No, I didn't. I did. Now, is this game better than the game of life? <laughs> yes. You think so? Yes. You'd rather play this than the game of life? Yes. I am on the fence on this. Really? I swear to you that the game of life, even though it's just a roll and move game and you're just going through the motions and you, oh, look, I want a million dollars. It's still fun. Okay. We don't own the original game of life. We did. Did it get smashed up? I think it got smashed up. No. We We, did. No, we didn't. I did. Well, okay. My mom might have mine, except I'm sure she sold it somewhere, threw it away. Right. But we do have the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean life. (laughs) It's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) We could play that later and see what you think. (laughs) Um, I think it's I think it's on par with the game of life. I don't think it really upgrades it that much. I don't. I like. I I think it's a different game. But I think when you really look at the experience of it, I think that the game of life gives you that random death kind of feeling that that you're missing from this game, where stuff just happens. You know. That's uncontrollable. There's no chaos in this game. It's okay, none. Yeah. It's this balanced, controlled thing that's supposed to be life, and life is not all about control. Sometimes the power goes out. Sometimes your car breaks down. Why does the power always go out Sometimes on my day off? Sometimes you have off? to pay for a funeral or something like that. Stuff happens in life that is not represented in this game. Yeah. And that's what breaks that theme down. Well, it's not the game of life. It's the pursuit of happiness. I understand, but the the point is a life, a life simulation. It is. And it needs chaos and it needs children. (laughs) Okay? Well, it had one. He kept crying, so we send him home. Right. Get out of here, Xander. (laughs) Poor little guy. (laughs) He'll be more fun when he's a little older. Probably. Right now, he just kind of sits there. So what would you call this on a scale of one to five difficulty-wise? Difficulty-wise? Right. (sighs) It should be a three if you read the rules properly. Actually, right. it should be a two. If you read the rules right, really? no, there's too much to it's it. It's a three. It's Come a three because there's way too much going on. It's a three. If you uh, don't read the rules right, it's a four. It's a three. It's a middle-of-the-road weight game. Yeah. It's it's not easy. It's not tough. It, you just have to read the rules, have someone who can retain that information and is awake enough and not like at the end of the day. Read yeah. these rules and you won't have a problem with I it. I would not consider this to be an introductory level worker placement game. I wouldn't either. No. Um, what would you give it on a scale of one to five? I liked it. I thought it was a four. Really? Yeah. Three. I had fun. It's a three. I'll play it again. It's all right. Mm. I, like I said, I could take it I could take it or leave it versus the original game of life. I had a good time. <laughs> and like I said, I mean, I'd, I'd really enjoy playing it again with people that actually know how to play it. Right. So there's that. Well, there you go. So that is our review of The Pursuit of Happiness. Nothing okay. to do with Will Smith. <laughs> what? Nicole, guess what? What? We got a question on the guild. We're going to answer it here. You have wrote us and we don't exist. You will have your reply. We got That's Nicole's bass guitar you heard there, but I'm playing it. (laughs) I love my bass guitar. It's fancy looking. Nicole, Joel in Milwaukee wrote us on the Guild, and we didn't answer him, but uh, we'll answer him here. (laughs) (laughs) That's what what the podcast is for. Right. We have a voice. We should use it. Joel says, 
I find myself becoming more and more interested in backing a game on Kickstarter. The idea of being on the ground floor and getting an, an early copy of something is pretty appealing. However, I'm not sure what kind of approach to take when selecting a game to back. Do you have any advice? Well, first of all, your early copy will be pretty much simultaneous to when it comes out in the retail outlets. They pretty do they much usually come out in the retail outlets? Most of them do. Okay. Most of the ones I get do. Some of them don't, but most of them, most of them do. Uh, and your early copy is not going to be really that early. The retail version is going to come out almost simultaneous. What you might get is some, like some of those Kickstarter goals might become expansions mm-hmm. that then get released gradually, you know, as time rolls on. But you'll get them all at once early. You will get those kind of early. It seems like for us, like <laughs> twice now, at, at, when we're at Gen Con, yeah. you're like, yep, I backed that. I could have bought it here today, but I'm waiting on it. It'll be at my house. <laughs> Boo-hoo, I'm never that sad. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> now, here's what he says. Do you have any advice, though? And I say, look, if a project catches my eye and I don't know the company, I would uh, start by looking up the publisher on BoardGameGeek. Uh, once you go underneath the publisher on BoardGameGeek, there'll be a list of all the games they've done. And you'll also be able to figure out if they were kickstarting those games as well. I mean, you'll you'll just get to see. You need to... You know, see what they've done and uh, look up reviews of the games. That's really important. Okay, because if someone consistently releases lowly, like low-rated games, they're they're probably going to release and kickstart a low-rated game. Okay, right. Um, the next thing is is uh, check out the comments on one of their kickstarted games. If they've kickstarted before, you check out the the comments on there because in the comment section. <laughs> In the comment section, oh what? God, I think the dog farted. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Smell it up over there. Oh, it's terrible. Don't blow it over here. Oh, the, uh, <laughs> oh so that's here's awful. So here's the deal. While you, while you struggle <laughs> there. Oh, Pepper, are you okay? Here's the deal. Um, <laughs> check out one of the comments, like, or check out the comments on their Kickstarter page, because you'll get to find out all sorts of interaction with the people about how the development of the game went. Usually you'll get a good sense of if they communicate very often because it'll, it'll also give you updates and tell you how often they did them. And it also lets you know how close to on time they were. Okay. So he also asked, he, he asked several questions about Kickstarter. What should I look for? I would say a company with a track record. Somebody who has something to lose. Like here's one that I backed recently that, that the company has no board gaming track record, but they have something to lose is the guys who do the Evil Dead comic book. Uh-huh. Well, they've they've got their own comic comic book publishing company, and they've been doing this for years. And now they're putting out a board game. Well, they, they don't want to you know go out of business as comic book publishers to do a board game. So they have something to lose, something to really work hard to avoid, you know, and to and, and work hard to succeed. You want someone with some reason to do it. He says, "What should I avoid?" And I said, "If they've done, if they have not done anything, and they are starting their company with this Kickstarter." You might avoid it. I'd say it's probably well, that might a good make idea. It hard for anybody new. I, I'm sorry. That's that's. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine if you want to be the guy who's in the ground floor and you get the first company's get this company's first game and and you're the first backer and you're going to be the champion. You're going to get the T-shirt that says I'm the first fan. Great, that's fine. Do that, but know that it may be drastically different than what you originally set into or invested into. The game may completely change. The game may be canceled. You may get yeah. nothing. And that money is a gift until you get something. 
Right. Okay. I don't think they're, they're I mean, they're, they're basically sort of required to give something back to you. But I mean, who I knows what they're, what you're actually going to get? There's been stories. There's been stories of people not getting anything right, like ever. the Doom that came to Atlantic City, the Cthulhu Monopoly game uh-huh. that completely, you know, they, they started their company, blew all their money on it, and they were basically like, we're not going to deliver anything. And there was a lawsuit, but then another company kind of came in, bought up the 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 rights to the game, and released it, and actually gave gave all the uh, backers their copies. Just to be nice, because all the development had been spent into the game. All they had to do was just take it and publish it. Right. So, you know, th- there is examples of, of this stuff falling apart. And some people are waiting years longer than what their current Kickstarter said they would be, you know, avail- or given to them in, you know. <laughs> Look for commu- communication. Look for bad communication. If these people don't talk and don't show progress regularly, they're not reliable. Don't don't back them. Yeah. Half the fun of backing these things is watching stretch goals come in as the as the campaign goes along, and then getting these production update, updates and seeing this stuff you're going to get. Anticipation is half of what you're paying for in this game, which is why I don't do it. Right. Because I don't care about that. He says, "How do you determine if a comp- if a developer is reputable? Track record and comments. I mean, honestly, see how they dealt with the people and look at what they have. Look at what they've done. I mean, you really just have to." Look at those reviews. Make sure you're kind of like looking into them. Once you've got a company that's reputable, or if you know the company's reputable, you're not stressed at all. Like if I back a cool mini or not game, I'm not worried they're going to deliver it. They're going to deliver that game. That's cool mini or not. Right. They're, but their entire business model is almost completely based on Kickstarter. Yeah. They have a couple things like Bloodborne, Potion Explosion. Uh, I mean, there's a couple other ones. Usual Suspects. Those kind of came out. Um, direct, but for the most part, most of their bigger box games are Kickstarters, and that's the only reason I think they could probably do it. Um, so is there a reasonable time to wait, and when do I start getting nervous? Well, here's the thing. I've had to wait for nearly every one I've ever backed, okay? And then they told me, like, for instance, I just got Arcadia Quest Inferno this week. I got uh-huh. I got my, my big box yesterday, which is... Uh, you know, this that's February 13th, 2017. It was supposed to be in my hands June 2016. Yeah. Okay. So they took an extra seven and a half months to do it. Right. Fine. My my feeling is just get it done the way you promised. It looks really nice. That's what I want. I want what you promised and I'm willing to wait. I don't need look at that chick. Immediate fulfillment. I don't. And and I never feel that feeling of giving my stuff now or or that regretful thing. As long as I'm dealing with somebody reputable and they're giving me annual updates and they're being honest with annual me. Annual updates. <laughs> well, they do. I mean, these guys will give me like updates every couple of weeks about every game I do. Uh, a couple of them, they'll get, they'll get lax on a few of them. Like right now, I haven't seen anything about uh, that darkness game, whatever it is. I can't remember what it is. I don't even know. I got another I one coming hey, up. I don't do them. <laughs> uh, but I, I would say, I mean, honestly, you go with what you want. What are you willing to wait? Because, I mean, if you're going to get a giant box of plastic, you know, that, that's just amazing in this game that you would never buy all these parts on its own. Like, I think for this, I got I got a Pets expansion and I got the game. And I think it was $140 total. This is stuff that I swear to you. If they just put it out on the street and said, this is MSRP, we're talking about like a two to $300 game. 
These little bonus figs and these bonus heroes go for like $7 each, and I got like 29 of them. Mm -hmm. 29 extra ones, you know? It's bonkers. So, I mean, it goes up pretty quick. Uh, So I'd say if if you're the kind of person who makes coffee in the morning and you make it the way you want it and you wait for it to cool off and then you drink it, this might be the right thing for you to do. If you're the person who throws extra milk in there and extra ice because you want this coffee now, probably not the right person for this. I add ice. Right. <laughs> you're probably not the right person for this. So, so far, all of mine that I've backed have delivered and most come with a considerable upgrade from the retail edition. So good luck with any of them you want to back if you decide to do this. A good place to start would be a Cool Mini or Not's Rising Sun game. Well, that you, one you know you're going to get. Right. If you back that early, you're going to be excited because there'll be daily updates, the whole campaign, that tell you all the new stuff you're getting and all the new dice and troops and all this stuff that got added, and you'll get that full experience. I think it's a great jumping off point. If you're willing to get a three-player game of area control, I think it's a pretty good jumping off sport point. You've got a reputable uh, publisher, you have a reputable designer, and you have, you know... A decent quality of, with a lot of hotness. This game is going to back. It's going to have tons of stretch goals open, and it's going to be as exciting, I think, the pinnacle of what the experience could be. Yeah. Is it going to deliver on time? Based on my experience with Cool Mini or not? No, it's not. It's going to be a few months late. Right. But when you get it, you're going to go, wow, look at how great all of this stuff is. This is amazing. You yeah. Know? I don't know. I kind of My philosophy on that, too, though, is... There's been certain things like I'm a sh- when, when I go shopping, I'll put something in my cart. Right. And by the end of my shopping trip, I'll put it right back because I've changed my mind at that point. I've thought right. about it enough and gone, I don't really need this that much. Yeah. You can't do that with Kickstarter. Once you put your money down, that's it. You're not going to. Right. I mean, I guess you can't well, you can pull back out. out. You can, the thing but is, if you do that, that kind of ruins the experience <laughs> for other people. I mean. Here's something else that people don't know about Kickstarter is that you can, you can pledge $1. And then when the pledge manager, because this is the process, you pledge to get into, into the game, and then you go through the whole experience. There's a big pledge drive, and you op- that's where all these stretch goals open up, and all this money is generated, and all this extra content is generated. Then it ends. Well, guess what happens right after it ends? A pledge manager opens up that allows you to pledge higher than a dollar and add stuff on, uh-huh. and you get to go- jump up a notch or whatever you want to do. On top of that, most of these companies allow you to late pledge so you could even just wait and see if it even backs at all and and jump in then. Because uh, I know Cool Mini or Not will do like over that, a month. I'd be much more likely to do that. They do over a month after the kickstarting ends of just like, hey, pledge pledge here for more, you know, to jump in on this great deal. And that, that stuff happens too. So there's a lot of points where you could like reduce your pledge to nothing you know, down to a dollar or whatever, and you'll only be out a buck. So it's not like you've lost the money. But, I mean, there is going to be a cutoff point where they say, we're going forward with this production. We're starting to put stuff into play. We're going to start spending this money we generated. You can't back out now. Yeah. And they're going to collect whatever money you pledged the moment that Kickstarter ends. You're paying them whatever you pledged. Right. They'll collect that instantly. So I don't know if they give refunds after that point. But you could pledge a dollar and later upgrade if you want to just be in on the game. And you'll get updates, just like I said. So I don't know. I mean, if it's your thing, it's it's fine. But I mean, if you if you just kind of look at the company, make sure that people are excited about it, make sure it's going to back, you know, it 
it's exciting and it's kind of fun. And then you got something to look forward to. And randomly throughout the year, like I've got like eight of them right now. Good grief. Really? <laughs> you want me to tell you what I got going uh, on? Yes. It's so funny. I got them listed. I keep track of them. Oh, good. Um, right now. My next one that's coming in is the Millennium Blades set rotation expansion, I'm which will okay double. With that. It's going to double how many cards we have in the base game, and that's supposed that was supposed to be here in November, and it's getting ready to get here. It's like shipping any day now. It should be here within a week. Okay. <laughs> Here's something I don't know about: Fog of Love. That's I didn't uh, know that was a Kickstarter. It is, oh, okay. and uh, I got a whole bunch of extra stuff coming with that's... it. But they've been in development, and it's supposed to be good. Everybody keeps talking about. I up. saw like somebody had like a copy of it somewhere on. I think on Instagram, I saw it. They may. I don't know what they have. I mean, maybe they have some other version of it. I don't know. I don't know. Anyhow. Uh, that's what is. Massive darkness is coming up. That's my next cool mini or not one. That you back that? Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I got that. Big game coming. Tons of okay. extra stuff in there. What else? Uh, bottom of the ninth expansion, because I really like that that baseball game. It's fun. Yeah. You know, where you're picking the chips. God, it's such a good game. Okay. That's what one else? of my favorite pocket games. Uh, Evil Dead board game. Right. I knew that one. <laughs> Tons of cool stuff. Heroes of Normandy card game. That's supposed to be coming in wow. June. Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> I know you love that one. That one's going to be different. A little bit different than the, than the token one that we've played, but I really like the token one a lot. we got to play that some more. Uh, Tiny Epic Quest is supposed to be out in time for Gen Con, and Uh that's the one with the meeples that have they can hold swords and shields and stuff. And the last one I have on here is just the remainder of my last myth one I did. Oh right, okay. See, I knew about all that stuff then. Right, I really. It's eight items on my list. That's not that bad. So that's not that bad. It's not that bad. (laughs) But I get like these. That's that's a bunch of games that I you know I don't have to worry about new stuff coming out. It's just going to come straight to my door already. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this. I probably have mentioned this before. But one of my marriage tips is you should each have your own bank account (laughs) so that if you have money, I mean, make sure that your bills are paid first. Right. Of course. Right. Um, and if you are going to make major purchases, like set a dollar amount that you need to talk to each other about. But seriously, if we had a joint bank account, I'd be really mad about that stuff. I don't care. It's your it's your account. I got How my own account. Dare you. I spend my own money. I've spent, these are investments in us. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to play Heroes of Normandy every day with yes, you. Yes, you are. <laughs> Count on it. Just saying. It my tip is if you really us. want, if you're really going to fight about money, you should find out. You you guys both know what you each make. And you should make a 100% of the household income and find out what percent of the household income each one of you makes. And that's how much you're responsible for bills wise. Yeah, that helps too. Really? That way you each have your own, you know, I make less money than Fred does, but I don't pay as many of the bills as he does. And the rest of it's mine to spend as I see fit. Right. And I make it, and it's a percentage. So it's not like you're getting ripped off on the half thing. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. It makes everybody happier. But if I'm going to go, if one of us (laughs) needs to go buy a new car, we're going to talk about that. Well, our Kickstarter advice has devolved into marriage tips. I can't help it. It's (laughs) Valentine's Day, and I really want my chicken. Well, we're going to go get it. Okay. Because I hope that answers your question, and that is actually the end of our episode. Okay? Okay. Now... And thank you for writing in. We appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, we do. Even though I don't like Kickstarter. (laughs) But it might be for you. She loves it when she plays it, believe me. Well, the games uh, are fun, but the process is a pain. <laughs> now, thanks for spending time of your some of your life on this show. <laughs> um, now, if you have something you'd like to ask us or say to us, feel free to at, to email us at talkaboutboard or talkaboutboardgames at gmail.com. Uh, when you, if you want to know things that we're doing or <laughs> things that we've done, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, TA Board Games 
more. You could we like our Facebook page. Tweet more. Or you could and I follow our Instagram. Post more pictures. Uh, okay. If you want to be involved in the content of the podcast, you can join our guild by going to our website, talkaboutboardgames.com, and clicking the forums button at the top left of the page. That'll you know take you I, straight to our guild. I think we're 2233. I think I saw that when I, I looked us up. I have up. no idea. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but then uh, you can go there and you can see also this week you can see how listener Brendan uh, answered that Kickstarter question with uh, some other tips too. Exactly. So you might go check that out because he's got some he's got his voice on that as well. So in two weeks we return when we answer. Can I do this? When we answer, we answer the, voice the voice of, of the, people. the people. Why do you hate that? <laughs> so goofy. <laughs> and we because we had a we had our guild vote and they voted for this game and we we're going to play the big chunky chunky dice and card game seasons. <laughs> See you then. Happy Valentine's Day.